Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 87 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got another fun one for you. So I'm going to be sitting down with Crypto Mike Tyson. He is a loud and proud Bitcoin maximalist, and he's also been an entrepreneur for over a decade. And today we're going to be talking about some of the pros and cons of starting a business as a Bitcoin maximalist and completely dismissing all other shit coins that are out there. We're also going to talk about the businesses that he started. But before we get into all of that, I do just want to give a quick shout out to my two sponsors. The first is Roundly X. I've been telling you guys to sign up for, you know, over a month and a half now. And if you have, you've been dollar cost averaging into, you know, Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency that you've chose. If you haven't, you're missing out on these gains. How it works, you link your credit and debit cards, and then with each purchase, they round that purchase up to the next dollar and invest that spare change into Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency of your choosing. Like I've said before, it's a very stress-free, hands-off way to dollar cost average. It's like the acorns of crypto, and if you haven't created an account yet, there's a link in the description. Go do it right now before listening to this episode. The second is CoinFlex. They're actually the first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. They've got a bunch of cool features. They just keep rolling them out, and this intro is getting longer and longer. The first couple you've heard already, they've got some of the lowest, if not the lowest fees in the market, depending on how much flex you own. On top of that, staking has been live for a little under a month now. You're getting $10 USDT per thousand flex that you own per month. I've gotten my first payout, waiting on the second one. They just recently implemented a new feature where you can limit in and out by simply clicking on the order books. There is a video that was put out not too long ago. Check it out if you haven't already. And then lastly, they still have these bracket order competitions coming up and they will be giving away $10,000 a day. I know I've been hyping it for a while. They're getting ready to start them. If you haven't created an account yet, go do it right now before this episode starts. There is a bit of a learning curve. And if you sign up day of, you're going to be behind and you're not going to do well in these competitions. Now, let's get to the episode. So Tyson, before we get into your media stuff and your companies that you've built, do you think you could just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Sure. So, uh, thanks for having me on, first of all. Of course. Um, so, let's see. After I graduated, I went to Penn State. And after I graduated, I was working freelance in uh, film and television in Manhattan, New York. And did that for four or five years i've started as a pa worked my way up to a first assistant director which is uh, a little bit of a misnomer it's more of a 
kind of on the ground producer, getting your hands dirty, and learned a ton there. Uh, so I was basically like 23, 24 years old, like running uh, literally 100-person crews. And I don't know if you've ever seen, um, you ever like uh, walked by a film shoot or something, but I was the dude on the walkie-talkie yelling at everybody, basically. There we and, go, calling uh, shots. <laughs> so, you know, like these uh, grizzled 40-year-old gaffers and just coordinating all the departments. And I, actually, I learned a lot about managing people and just uh, the film business in general, obviously. It's, uh, 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 what else? It was breaking down scripts also, which was... Uh, an interesting uh, thing. So let's say you're like on a, uh, you know, uh, you've got a scene with like an actress wearing a yellow dress and uh, holding a red flower during the day in front of a location. So I would have to break down the entire script and uh, coordinate with each department so that the wardrobe had the right yellow dress. Uh, the actress was available that day. It was a day scene. The locations available. It was, it, it was a lot of coordination and work. So I did that for a couple of years, um, and then uh, from there I was producing stuff. Um, and through that whole time, actually, that's the first company I formed, by the way, too. That was my first LLC. Uh, so I was basically getting paid through the LLC, which a lot of people do, but at the same time. I was uh, side hustling and I always had my own projects that I was pitching and, you know, on the phone, just, uh, you know, constantly trying to get meetings and shit like that during that time. Um, so, excuse me. Eventually I got sick of the freelance lifestyle after four or five years probably. And I took a job in a production office. Uh, it was an animation company, which was actually interesting. It was it was kind of more of a tech startup in a way. Uh, they were an early uh, they they used flash animation, which at the time was new, and they were doing some internet stuff and broadcast stuff. And uh, started there with like maybe ten or fifteen people in a small office, and they just blew the f up to like over a hundred people. So. Learned a lot there too, kind of a jack of all trades there, because, you know, 10 or 15 people to 100, um, you know, just was handling a lot of stuff. There weren't enough people to handle everything that was going on. So I did a lot of recruiting and hiring and uh, onboarding new employees, managing the office, plus whatever production things had to be done. So after that, in early 2007, when YouTube was pretty fairly unknown still, I uh, I started a, one of the earliest uh, online video companies, and um, we did probably I produced probably close to ten different web series during that time. Uh, we were an early YouTube partner, which at the time was a very big deal. Now it's like they opened it up to everybody, but back then it was like a brand new program and we were like one of the first partners. Uh, so we had a lot of critical acclaim, we get a lot of press, we had a show on uh, Current TV, which I think is gone now, Al Gore used to own it, but that was kind of a big deal at the time. But, uh, basically, the lesson learned there, I mean, 
I got in way too early. Nothing was monetized. You know, nobody, there was no professional content. It was like cats. On there. <laughs> it, 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 it was. I remember like, early uh, YouTube. Yeah, it was. It was so. The idea of starting it was that I'm going to come in with these, you know, professional chops working in the industry and uh, try to bring, you know, professional content to YouTube. But the uh, the money wasn't just there, so I had to fold that. So that was my, I guess, my second company. The first company, you know, I was really just getting paid through the LLC. That was, I guess, my first like real foray um, into formal actual company. And that was actually had a lot of parallels. The online video scene back then had a ton of parallels to crypto. And actually, there's a bunch of people now that are in crypto from that time. <laughs> this was like, uh, remember the guy Jeremy Allaire from Circle? Yes. Remember this company? They just shut down recently. So he was a big online video guy at the time. There was a few others too, but I noticed uh, a lot of you know early online video people came to crypto. And, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, online video at the time was, you know, part of the web 2.0 craze. And, and so within those circles, you know, do a lot of networking and things. And I was always meeting people and hanging out with kind of a certain crew. Yes, it was just a lot of, you know, tech people and web 2.0 people. And actually, that's when I got onto Twitter first too. I I started on Twitter in like I think 2009. Very early. Uh, really early. Like supposedly at the time, I, I I guess it was a website that showed you, and apparently I was one. Of the, supposedly, according to this website, I was one of the first hundred people in New York City to sign up to Twitter. It's wild. <laughs> so. Um, I, I remember, you know, Gary V when he first started with this stuff. I mean, you know, just the whole Web 2.0 thing. Um, and so, you know, I had to shut that because it just most of the people that ended up surviving it and coming through from that time were like trust funds and stuff. There was just no, you know, even though we had some critical claim and success, it wasn't wasn't work. And so after that. Well, that was around like I folded around 2008, and that was uh, the financial crisis. And I'm looking for work, and it just wasn't there, especially in New York. Became a single father at that time too, of a very young kid. So uh, that was a difficult time. I couldn't find work, and uh, a friend of mine introduced me to these Israeli guys that owned an auto body shop that wanted a website built. And I had started dabbling in WordPress just from the online video stuff. So I, I, I knew about WordPress. WordPress was, you know, only a few years old at that time too. I used to go to their meetups and stuff. And I just, you know, I learned on the side because, uh, you know, it was online video. So I started building my own site and building sites for the web series and stuff like that. And, uh, so, I started working with these guys just to build a website, and uh, next thing I know, they're asking me, uh, "Can you can you push us up on the on the Google Maps our business?" What the fuck are you talking about? I, I build websites. That's not what I do. You know, they 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 owned a, a, a auto shop. They didn't they didn't know the difference between building a website and marketing. They thought it's all the same shit. 
And so, um, you know, it was, it was no work. And I, I, I really couldn't take a full-time work at that time because uh, of the young kid. She wasn't in school yet. She was a single father. And so that was the time when I started really to dig in and learn SEO basically on the job there. And so I just dove in like a maniac. You know, it was tough times. You know, I, I saw I saw that uh, you know it's something that I could eventually get away from these guys and do on my own and be able to spend more time with the kid. You know, schedule and so I really just went nuts and side hustled during. You know, I learned a lot actually from watching them. They they were. They're pretty sharp guys, and just you know, watching them on the phone and how they they were they were pretty slick. So I learned a lot of tricks from those guys, and uh, learned uh, you know I I just dove into SEO really hard. But at that time, it was also early times for Google Maps, and it was a little more wide open back then. So there was some I don't I don't want to say hack, but you know I, I started to figure out how to kind of a little bit hack the system and. I got pretty good at it. Um, and, uh, so their office, they had, uh, they were, they were Israeli guys, and they were friendly with a bunch of other Israeli local business guys. Uh, and they were all doing like they were tow truck drivers, plumbers, and electricians, and they were all playing with the maps. Uh, they all had like multiple locations to playing with, multiple phone numbers, and all this kind of. It was a whole thing. And uh, so those guys eventually start seeing that I'm bringing a lot of business over there, and they start whispering into my ear. And so I start taking, you know, some of them on as side clients here and there. And uh, I started doing my own stuff on the side as well, building my own sites. And uh, so eventually, it got to the point where. Uh, I had enough clients that I could just leave them and I'd give them an ultimatum and pay me two times or I'm leaving. They probably should have done it, but they didn't. So I uh, went on my own and started a basically local SEO uh, digital marketing company. Um, and uh, did that for a couple of years. Um, and that went pretty well. And the whole time during that time, I was also side hustling and doing my own sites and stuff like that. You know, I was always, I, I always had other stuff going on. Um, and I think, you know, maybe that's a good lesson for, I, I got a few years on probably most of the uh, people listening to this or in crypto or on Twitter. So I would say that's, you know, a thread that's been throughout from is uh, always be side hustling, whether it's a good job, bad job, you know, you, you never know, uh, you know, like 2008 financial crisis, you don't know what's going to happen. So I think it's always good to be doing something yourself, even if you work. Um, Completely agree. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of that. That's kind of one of the reasons I started the show is to try to teach people, you know, bring entrepreneurs on teach others in the community yeah. how to kind of make their own money on the side. So I'm a huge proponent of that. And I mean, listen, anybody can do it, you know, yeah. the internet, you know, it's not, listen, I didn't know anything about SEO. I dove into it and I was able, you know, I, it, it didn't happen overnight, but you know, 
it's it's all doable, and you know, same like you do with Amazon. So um, eventually, from there, I got tired of making clients all the money, and I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna form my own." And so basically, that's where I'm at now. Is about there we go. Um... 2012, I uh, 2012, I formed the uh, company working for clients and left the shop and was doing my own thing. And then 2015, I started another company where I ditched all the clients and I was just doing. I went straight to. Uh, building my own sites and getting my own customers directly and doing my own business. That landed me actually on the cover of the New York Times business section, which is kind of cheesy, but I'm still proud of it. And uh, so that brings us up to date. There we go. Uh, so I, I think a central theme here is that you've kind of been, you know, go-getter, side hustling, you know, doing your own research, learning, um, and always trying to improve. And then, you know, you've been early on a lot of this stuff. You were talking about, you know, being one of the first people on Twitter, being very early on YouTube. Um, and I, I know from Twitter, I, I believe uh, you got into Bitcoin around 2013. Is that correct? And early on uh, Bitcoin. Too. Right. It, <clears throat> it was 2013. Yeah, 2013, November 2013. There we go. So yeah, you've been early on pretty much everything that you've been doing uh, and you've kind of built businesses around them and have really killed it. So I want to kind of talk to you about this, uh, you know, 2140 Media and then Wallet Mart, which is two of the things that you've got going on now. So can you just, because you've given us kind of your run up to these two, can you now give us, you know, what these businesses are and how you created them? Sure. So 2140 is basically now my my side hustle now, which you know, I hope to in the future build out to, you know, a bigger business. And we're still in soft launch and soft launch. And I had it on ice for a long time. You know, I, I, I'm really excited about crypto and passionate about it. I said I've been in since 2013. Uh, you know, I, I, I sat on the sidelines for a long time. And I think, you know, one of the things was, I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to jump the gun too early like I did with the online video stuff because I already got burned by that one. And so, you know, this year, I think it's it's finally I, I can see that there's, you know, a place for something like that. So basically, I, you know, it's a soft launch. I'm looking to launch it fairly soon. I don't know, six months, within a year, whatever it is. I'm patient. I still have my own. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I'm not promoting it anywhere. I did put it on my Twitter bio, but uh, that's about it. I haven't really promoted it or that. And the idea is basically bringing my skill set from over the years, uh, crypto, and also as a kind of a, a incubator for all of the minimum vi viable products, which I am a big fan of. We can talk about that. Um, bring it all under the umbrella of 2140 and that's kind of staking its claim in crypto uh, you know as well as uh bringing my skill to set to clients and specifically to bitcoin uh, so you know, so i waited a while to do it uh, i i see i see a burgeoning really uh, really quick let me let me interrupt you there sorry just um for my audience can you explain what it is 
what what is 2140.co yeah yes i mean basically it's 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 the umbrella where all of my projects live under as well as a a, a bitcoin digital marketing firm for clients for businesses there we go yeah um so i guess then one of those products would be wallet mark correct exactly so if you look at my site 2140.co you'll see there's a bunch of uh you know, so there's digital marketing for clients, and then uh, there's my own projects that are VPs and like that. So Wallet Mart was the first of those. Basically, the idea with that is, you know, I'm a I'm a Bitcoin guy, and so it's uh, it can be a little difficult to uh, navigate this uh, crypto world. Um, so you know, I brainstorm like, what's uh, you know, wh- what type of things can what type of businesses can i make you know that that's that still you know where i'm not selling my soul and doing stuff i don't believe in so one of the things i think it's like uh you know pickaxes or shovels in the uh gold rush and so uh you know hardware wallets seem like a fit for that i think i i looked into a lot of things i looked into bitcoin atms for example you know again it's limited it's not like i'm not gonna go market so you know you really have to look at things outside of that so all the projects you know all the mvps that i'm interested in all stem from so Wildmart, you know i think it's uh, i think hardware wallets again it's like pickaxes shovels everyone should have and should need and use so that's just staking my claim and playing with that is, um, you know, again, I'm patient with this stuff. I'm not looking to, I'm not desperate for money or looking to rush into any of these businesses. I'm just laying my, that's just another thing where I'm laying my stake, um, you know, and also SEO takes time. And so, you know, you, you look at the competition, there's not too much competition for that right now in terms of Google, which is where I'm focused. You know, I mean, I'm on Twitter as well, but, you know, my background is SEO on Google. And so, you know, I'm looking to just uh, just rank that on Google for keywords, hardware, wallet related, and, you know, eventually be on the first page um, over time and, you know, they build up. There we go. So there's actually one thing that you mentioned there that I do really want to talk about. Um, and, and for the people who know you on Twitter, I think they know this very clearly, is that you're a pretty loud and proud Bitcoin maximalist. Um, and then you mentioned that there are, you know, certain products that you kind of can't or don't want to shill or promote ethically, these shit coins, as you call them. Uh, and so it's it's been a little bit tough for you, or not tough, but there there are limited options uh, for kind of businesses that you can pursue. So yes. I, I kind of want to explore that a little bit more. Can you talk to us about the totally. pros and cons of kind of centering your business around Bitcoin and Bitcoin maximalism versus those people who have the huge umbrella of Bitcoin plus altcoins or shitcoins? Sure. So um, first of all, I'll say like I'm not really big on like uh, labels and things, and I, you know I, I wouldn't label myself maximalist per se. I, I actually do still own a couple of shit coins, but you know I'm 90 plus percent. Okay. I, I think 
I think the truth is, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care if you call me a maximalist. I mean, I basically am. No, I, I most people. Maybe I just had the <laughs> wrong impression of you. I, I remember a while ago no, you no, and uh, you and a certain somebody got into a little tiff on Twitter. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm basically maximalist. There we go. I'm basically. Okay. So as long as I'm not offending think, you. No, I'm, no, you can't offend me. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, but I do think most people who've been around as long as I have since 2013, you'll find the majority of them are basically. You know, I think there's a reason for that, and I think you have to you have to look at that. You know, people who've been through some shit and been scammed and lost money and overtraded and all these things. And, uh, you know, look, I, I, you go back to 2013, you can look at the history on coin market cap. All these motherfuckers, they're, they're all gone, dude. They're all gone. So, you know, whatever you think it is now, the latest craze, whatever, listen, most of them are going to be gone. 90 plus percent of them are going to be gone. And, you know, so I, I'm not a trader. I learned that lesson. I, I, I have traded. Um, you know, and then the other thing is, I think people get, you know, people get lost, especially now after 2017. People get caught up in the greed, and I, I think a lot of people lose sight of the actual purpose of all this stuff. And you know, all these shit coins, there's there's no purpose to it. It's all just greed, and it's really nonsense. I mean, most of them are really utter nonsense. You know, I, I when I was trading. I was a fundamental guy, and so I would read the white papers and all this stuff. You know, nothing's panned out. No, nothing. And, you know, I think if you just go back to the very basics of it, right? Like, this is this is decentralized money. That's what we're here for. It, it, that's what we're supposed to be here for. And, you know, I'm, I'm a believer in that. Uh, that that's what attracted it me to the stuff in the first place not that i didn't want to make money also i saw that but you know that's what really got me into it in the first place and so i think you know take away all the tech fast or whatever or anything else bottom line is satoshi ghosting right take all the tech away it's about being decentralized that's that's a very important thing and every other coin has a founder, right? So even if you peel away everything else, nothing is decentralized because they've got a founder. Even, you know, I don't shit on Ethereum too much, but listen, Putin, if he wants, he, he can kidnap uh, Vitalik tomorrow. You wouldn't even know if he got to him already. And so it's really, you know, I think people forget that's what... This is never going to be replicated again, this situation where somebody goes like that. And to me, in my mind, that's very important for decentralization. That's, you know, take away everything else, whatever the thing is. Bottom line is, you know, you're not putting that genie back in the bottle ever. There's too much greed now. No, no founder's going to walk away anymore. And they're, they're all bottom line, even if they mean well or whatever, they're susceptible. To, you know, like I said, Vitalik is susceptible to outside things. And so, you know, just basic level, I think uh, that's a big factor. So that, that that's kind of your reasoning behind it. And I can agree with some of it. I believe that a lot of these shit coins are 
money grabs, they're scams, they're not going to be around three to five years from now, even a year from now. We've seen already, you know, no one's really stuck to their roadmap. A lot of coins have been, there's been a 99% drawdown. They're not coming back. Uh, teams have abandoned the project, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I agree with you on a couple of those points, and I, I definitely see why there are certain people who are, you know, hardcore maximalists. They don't believe in any of the other projects, and they have their reasons. Uh, but ha- can we now talk about maybe the actual pros and cons of creating your business around it? Uh, like the yep. maybe like the Bitcoin maximalist community, um, missing out on projects, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think if you just go on a pure, even forgetting all that I just said and believing in the project and all that kind of stuff, and scam. Bottom line, you know, what's the line? You follow the smart money. All the smart money is going into Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the one that's going to be here ten years, right? So I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not desperate to go in and make money. I, I don't need to market for some shit coin or whatever. I don't want to burn my reputation before I even start. And so, you know, I think it's just from a pure business perspective. It's like, why wouldn't you be Bitcoin? You know, maybe in 2017 and the craze and all that, you know, I think uh, people still may be holding on to that. But I don't even know if we're going to get that again. But that's another story. But bottom line, I think, you know, from a from a business perspective and wanting to build a company that lasts five, ten years from now, I'm not trying to work with these. You know, I know they're going to be gone. So why not build it on Bitcoin? There we go. Yeah, so it, it, I guess it does kind of go back to the pros kind of feed in from the fact that Bitcoin is what it is and it's number one. It's been number one and it will most likely continue to be number one uh, for as long as it's around. Um, there is, you know, the smart money working, you know, on Bitcoin, centering their stuff around Bitcoin. Uh, I think they're trying to kind of grab as much money as possible in a sense you know it's a business savvy thing to do Uh, so they are starting to incorporate some of their um some of these altcoins or shit coins um but i think what it really boils down to is but you're not seeing wall street you know get into shit coins they're they're going into no of course of course like straight investment there's a couple in the top uh I, i did just post something about you know i think it was half of the top billion dollar companies uh, who are investing in blockchain of some sort are building on Ethereum. So I think there are some values or some merit to some of these other coins. But I think at the end of the day, it kind of boils down to, um, you know, it's tried, it's true, it's tested. Bitcoin has been number one for the entire time that it's been around. <clears throat> um, also, you know, like you were saying, a lot of these shit coins have, you know, scammed or left. And it's really, you know, it's it's building i guess what's the word for it what's the word i want to use you don't want to tarnish your reputation you know associating yourself absolutely not you know that's you know listen that's if i had no ethics just from a pure business perspective um especially guys younger than me you know i'm i'm older than most people and i don't even want to burn my reputation you know some of these people, man, they're, they're, they're young guys. They're, they're going to, you know, trying to build a career in crypto and 
I mean, I, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. It's not smart. Yeah, no, I, I see. I'm kind of going through it myself. Actually, I'm looking to take on sponsors. I'm exploring different avenues. And I did recently take on a sponsor who was an exchange. And I saw that there was that kind of hit to my reputation. Uh, and I had people right. reaching out to me. They're like, hey, you know, this is probably, I, they didn't want to say illegitimate, but they said, you know, there are probably better projects out there for you to explore. Uh, and I've, yep. I, I've seen people, you know, completely throw away their reputation to shill coins that have exit scammed. And it really comes back yep. to bite them in the ass. And it, oh, if it, it it will eventually, yeah, all of them. So I think. But by the way, major kudos to you for that because I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone else in crypto do that. That's really that's props to you for that. I mean, I, I I'm trying. And, I and you know, especially how you had been, you, you wanted it so bad, and you were reaching out so much all the time, and then you finally get it. It's really. I, I appreciate Big balls move there. I like it. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I, I you know, it was through me, through my audience reaching out, it was kind of a group effort. Uh, and I realized that I can do better and provide better for my audience and myself. Uh, so it was a tough decision, but it was one that I ultimately ended up leaving. You know, Dudex was the sponsor. Uh, no hard feelings or anything to bow. The team, like I said, you know, and announced I hope they do great things. Uh, but I just want to make sure that my reputation is kind of as clean as possible. Um, yep. So that's definitely one of the pros to it. You you know, Bitcoin isn't going to ruin your reputation. Uh, exactly. One one con I could see on the flip side of it, just to play devil's advocate, is you know you you say you have a couple of shit coins that you own, uh, and and say say they do work out. I feel like if you are solely focused on Bitcoin you're missing out on potential projects that can be life-changing uh, or yep. do have the tech. So is that a concern of yours at all? Well, listen, no, I, I'm actually, I'm okay with that. Like, uh, and you know, this is another point. Like, we're already in the most volatile possible fucking thing, which is cryptocurrency, right? Bitcoin's crazy volatile. Of course. Like, it, take a step back and think, like, like you know, uh, what do they call it on the stock market? Uh, uh, you know, what's the shit called? The paper, uh, the penny stocks. O o o o penny stocks, right? So you're gonna you're gonna go into the most volatile possible asset class and then trade the penny stocks of that? <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> anyway, but everything follows Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like everything is dependent on Bitcoin and Bitcoin, you know, listen, I believe it's going to give tremendous gains. I've already made tre tremendous gains since 2013. It's like, dude, it went from 550 to 20,000. How much more do you <laughs> like at some point? It's just straight up degenerate gambling. And I think that's a large portion of, uh, you know, people in it now. To be honest, I hate to pause you for a second. Are you kind of fiddling with your phone? I'm, I'm getting a little bit oh, back. Shit. Sorry, dude. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me better. Yes, much. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting a little bit of background. I could hear it before, but it wasn't anything like over the top. But I think in that just like last little bit, okay, it got I got a little it. Bit. I'm gonna, I, I fix it. I'm gonna hold it a different Perfect. Thank you so much, man. Um, but no, I, I think you're very right. And we've had this conversation on Twitter. I've seen you talking about it, or I think we DM'd about it was, you know, this stuff's already stupid volatile. Bitcoin is extremely volatile. 
it's risky enough. There's a chance that it might fail. I don't think it will personally, but there is that chance. And when you start diving into these altcoins and these alt projects, the likelihood that they are going to go under just increases. Uh, so if you're trying to center your business around one of these or you're trading them or investing in them, it, uh, it really could, you know, harm your business or, you know, your investments in the future. One other thing I did want to talk about on the kind of flip side, the con side of being Bitcoin only is, uh, this idea of toxic Bitcoin maximalism. Uh, I feel like there's been this shift lately where people who used to, you know, shill the shit coins and invest in them and were getting paid by them have now made this move and they're like, okay, it's Bitcoin only. Everybody else is wrong. And I think it has been a little bit of a hit to their reputation in the crypto community as a whole. Uh, do you see that as an issue or what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, you know, I, I think it, it's, that's very, uh, current topic here because it's been obviously crazy on Twitter the past few days with all of that and I disagree with a bunch of um, you know like I said I think on a long enough timeline I, I think it's it's reasonable that people will you know have their journey of uh, getting burned by shit coins and coming to the Bitcoin so I, I think a lot of that is valid you know I'm sure there's some people that jump on the bandwagon. I don't see too much of that. I think, I, I think most of it is probably genuine. You know, of course you're going to get people jumping on the bandwagon, but uh, it's definitely, it's definitely become more prevalent lately. And I think you know it's a sign of the market too, right? People getting fucked, and of course. you know, Bitcoin's Bitcoin's doing better. Yes, of course, of course. And you know, so that's going to happen. Um, you know, but I'm, I don't want to get too much into like against individual people. No, stuff, no, I, no, no. I don't want to take and it I there. And I don't really associate with any groups per se. You know, I'm like a lone wolf type of cat. But, um, you know, so I don't, I don't even think a lot of those people follow me, but I basically am a maximalist. I don't really interact with a lot of them, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I think most of them are genuine though. Um, you know, but I, disagree with some of the tactics you know i've fallen into the trap of just calling out scams like crazy and you know i still do it to an extent but i think it's like a little bit banging your head against the wall i almost don't even want to do it anymore like people people are gonna have to figure it out themselves you know you know what i mean like they, they, they got their own journey they're just of course. I mean, you're, you're kind of making that statement by saying that, hey, my businesses are going to be focused on Bitcoin. I think shitcoins are a scam. I think that's really as much as you need to say at this point, because we've all been here long enough to know that, like, yes, most of them are scams. Most of them are money grabs. Uh, you don't need to waste your breath trying to preach it every single day. Uh, but I, I, I do think that there are some people who are genuine. They've been burned and they say, you know, I think Bitcoin is the only thing of value. I'm going to align myself with Bitcoin only, forget the shit coins. Uh, and I don't see a problem with that. I think, you know, it really just comes down to what you find value in. Like if I can see value in trading shit coins all day, I'll think that yeah, they're I mean, wonderful. If you're a good trader, like, you know, here's maybe we'll, I'll go on my trading rant a little bit. But if you're a good trader, you know, if you're really a good trader, which there's very few of them. Go ahead, make your money. You know, you're not holding on to them. You don't believe. 
most traders, if you look at them, they know it's pieces of shit that they're trading. Exactly. They're just making money. Yeah. So, you know, they don't believe in it. There we uh, go. But, but the caveat to that is 90 plus percent of people can't do it. And, um, you know, I'm all for learning and stuff like that. I, I just, you know, I learned and it took me years to figure out that I'm not a trader. I'm just, you know, my mind isn't wired that way as much as I learn whatever it is. It's just not there. It's not me. So, and I think that's probably true for most people. And I think the best traders are probably like, you know, autistic math genius types. And so I would, you know, I, I, I would, I would recommend most people just don't trade. Yeah. To be honest. We're getting a little bit off topic here. I, I think the biggest takeaway from, you know, what you were saying there in that last question, or at least what I want my audience to take away is that, you know, it, you can center your business around just Bitcoin or you can do it around Bitcoin and altcoins and the cryptocurrency kind of arena as a whole. But I think you need to stay true to your values and make sure you stick with it. Like we talked about these people who have made that switch to Bitcoin only and they truly believe it's the only thing of value. I'm okay with that. But I think if any of those people were to flip flop and then go back to the altcoins, uh, and start shilling them again when things turn around. I think that's what will cause a huge hit to their brand and their reputation and their business. Uh, so I think that's what I want my audience to know. I don't have a problem with either. You know, Bitcoin maximalist, fine. Altcoin maximalist, right. fine. Do your thing. Make your money. Just stick to it and have your reasons for believing in whichever one you do. Um, right. So I really appreciate you kind of walking us through. You know your background the businesses that you're kind of putting together now. I'm really excited to see what's, you know, coming. And so I want to ask you, what are you most excited for in the coming 12 months? Well, in terms of uh, the market, I think um, I'd say within the next 12 months, we're due for at least to hit, if, if not 12, then one and a half or whatever it is. We're, we're going to hit that all time and we're going on back to there's no way. You know, if you just look, you know, like I said, I'm not a trader at all, but we always go back, right? So we're going back. So that's what I think as far as big, as far as uh, the rest of the market, you know, I think it's the same as always since I've been in from 2013. You know, a lot of these shit coins are going to die or they're going to come very close. We've already seen that over the past year. You know, will definitely continue uh personally you know looking to just build out 2140 and some of the other mvps that i'm working on uh get out of soft launch i'm actually gonna in the next few weeks uh implement btc pay server into 2140 and uh, become a third-party vendor you know start offering that Service to even encrypt clients that I still work with. Uh, have uh, have one actually in downtown Manhattan that's opening a restaurant and bar. Looks like he's going to be accepting Bitcoin, so I'm building that out for myself and clients. Service beyond crypto, and I think that's actually going to be one of the only bars in New York City. Wow. So a couple big things there. Um, you're, you're really practicing what you preach and, uh, 
you're really pushing for kind of adoption in a sense and you're slowly building and you're getting ready for that soft launch or the soft launch is done you're getting ready to kind of roll more products out and kind of get 2140 really going and then you talked about the market as well i think everybody's excited to kind of see an uptick in the market i also believe we are going to see all-time high in the next year year and a half Uh, i've been getting extremely bullish which is kind of why i've been pouring effort into my podcast and kind of tying things up on the investment side because i'm ready for it um so I'm really looking forward to kind of what you're going to be pushing out. Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you for kind of walking us through what you've got going on. Um, so now I kind of like to end with a quote unquote biggest tip, right? Uh, and since I think you fully believe in Bitcoin, not not so much the shit coins, uh, can you give us your biggest tip for the entrepreneurs out there who are the Bitcoin maximalists who want to center their business around Bitcoin specifically. Sure. So, you know, I think for maximalists, it's a lot harder, right? Because, um, you know, Bitcoin doesn't have a uh, marketing department that I can, I can send a resume to Bitcoin if I wanted to work for them. Exactly. So, you know, you're a lot more limited as a Bitcoin person, uh, a lot more limited, right? I mean, you know, all these shit coins, they have marketing that, you know, there's thousands and so, you know, with Bitcoin, it's just one. There's, there's, you know, they don't do marketing. It's my shtick. Um, you know, so I would say just continue building out, um, you know, during the bear market, whatever your skill set is, try to uh, see how you can bring that to Bitcoin. Um, I'm actually, you know, I do think, like I mentioned before, there's, I'm starting to see a burgeoning ecosystem of more and more Bitcoin companies. Look at Lolly's blowing. You know, there's, you know, stuff that wasn't around even like a year or two ago. I think there's a lot of companies that are starting to be like, if not Bitcoin only, Bitcoin sent very. So I think those opportunities to come. Uh, I actually have a dom. I have a shitload of domains, but one domain I have that's also like P. It's just forwarding to another site now is a, a Bitcoin job site. And so perhaps I'll build it out. Those Bitcoin maxis can look for work on that. I, um, but I'd also flip it and throw it out, you know, just, you know, people that are into shitcoin, you know, again, just to be careful with your reputation, not think so short term. And I think you're very spot on. We have seen this kind of push to Bitcoin centered businesses, like you were saying, like Lolly, there's Pay. Uh, these are just two of like ones that come right off the top of my head that I see a lot on Twitter. Um, yeah. And I do like that you bring on the flip side of it, especially for, you know, content creators like myself. Uh, your reputation really is everything. And if you end up shilling some scam that ends up exit scamming and people lose money, it really is pretty much the end of your career. Uh, we've seen it happen to people in the past. Uh, People are kind of ostracized on Twitter, which is a huge hub for the crypto community. Uh, So I I really like that you brought that side of things in there. Uh, Really just do your due diligence. Uh, You don't need to do any for Bitcoin. You know what it is. Uh, The whole community can get behind it. With these shit coins, you really do need to do your due diligence and research, and it could still end up not working out. Uh, So I appreciate that. For those guys who are, you know, the maximalists, we understand that it is hard that there's less out there, which is unfortunate, uh, but it just takes a little bit more digging to find the companies. 
Uh, so keep at it. I really appreciate those tips. Uh, now, last thing I want to talk about, I usually do like biggest tip and resources. Do you have any resources for us? You mentioned you might have that Bitcoin job site up and running. I'm obviously going to encourage everyone to check out 2140.co. Uh, is there anything else that my audience can check out uh, that you would like them to know about? Sure. So I actually put up a little resource. Uh, I guess you'll put a link in the description or whatever, but uh, we didn't touch too much on SEO and kind of dig into that, but um, uh I can give a few resources on that for people that if they're interested in starting an SEO, which I think is a great thing to do. Yeah, I would I'm love that. I'm a fan of Amazon stuff too. I've, I've actually been on the cusp of doing Amazon stuff many times and, um, you know, I definitely dug into that and I might even do it in the future, but, um, you know, these are great side businesses. SEO is a great thing. You be your own boss. You can do your own thing. Uh, you can learn it yourself. You can do it from home. Um, so I, I, I put together a, a list of a few resources for people if they're interested in SEO for the show, which I, is at 2140.co/resources. Yeah, um, so you, you actually sent me that before the show, and I, I really appreciate this, man. It, it is, you know, normally my guests say check out this site, and that's pretty much it. You've actually put together a ton of them. For anyone who's listening right now, I checked it out before the show, and there's just so much on there. I don't know if you want to go into detail on any of it right now, uh, but if you do, I'd yeah, really appreciate you, that. Yeah, I'll give you a few breakdowns because actually, you know, listen, you're an entrepreneur podcast, and I think, um, which I love, by the way, dude, like, this is one thing just to give a little props to you, like, especially coming from a producer background and media background and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think a lot of, po I, I, I can't stand most podcasts. I don't listen. Um, and, you know, I'm an entrepreneur myself, so I appreciate the podcast, but I think, most podcasts out there are so unfocused, man. And for you to just, you know, dig into this really focus, I, I, it's it's very smart. And, uh, you know, you're not just kind of, uh, you know, bullshitting or whatever. It's it, it's good stuff. I really so, appreciate anyway, that, man. That means a lot coming from you. So I, I say one thing, and I think I mentioned this to you one time in DMs. One of the one of the sites that really helped me when I started, I don't know how, I don't keep up on it too much now, but it was a great resource when I first started out. Um, and it's just like a classic OG SEO thing, which is Black Hat Black World. Hat, yeah. Black Hat, yeah. <laughs> um, there's some great stuff on there. You can even find great services. And it has, it's a little misnomer because it's not all Black Hat stuff. You know, there's SEO, there's like White Hat, Black Hat, Gray Hat. And, uh, you know, I don't have a problem, you know, like I hate scams and stuff, but doing black hat SEO to me, it's just, you know, a risk. You, it's listen, Google is setting these rules, right? It's not like an ethical thing or something. You're just breaking Google's rule. And so blackout world was one of the biggest ones for me, uh, starting. If you want to get just like real basics, uh, there's a good beginner's guide by Moz. I think it's moz.com. It's a really good one. Um, there's a lesser known blog that, uh, you know, there's a lot of big, it's like influencers and stuff. It's like the same stuff like crypto Twitter, right? There's like SEO influencers and stuff like that. Uh, but one of the lesser known that I think is high quality is SEO by the sea. It's a blog. Um, 
There's also a ton of subreddits. I learned actually a shit ton from Reddit too. That's a really good resource, and there's tons of, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You've probably seen there's Amazon. Uh, you know, I'm even subscribed to a bunch of Amazon stuff still in my Reddit feed. But one really good one that m most people don't know about, there's a lot of bad ones. Uh, one great subreddit that I learned a lot from, and it's really high-level people. It's not just, you know, some of them are just idiots, and they don't really know what they're talking about. But uh, the subreddit Big SEO R slash Big SEO is great. Um, and then one thing actually that really inspired me, and I might be aging myself a little bit by saying this, but um, when I first started out in that 2008 period when I was learning SEO and it, this has nothing to do with SEO it's just about entrepreneurship and is the four-hour work week uh, Tim Ferriss that was I think his first book he's got a book written the books like I don't know if you're familiar with him at all but of course no I got week. I got four-hour work week sitting on my bookshelf right now yeah that was a big inspiration to me when I first started out <laughs> Um, and then, you know, from my trading days, I'll throw you one other thing. Uh, you know, I don't trade really hardly ever trade anymore, but the best trading book that I ever read that I'm a trader or anything, uh, I've been trading in the stock market, the dot com, the boom and bust. Uh, so it's trading for, it took me a long time to stop trading, but anyway, the best book I ever read just about psychology of trading um not in terms of you know learning ta and all this stuff is reminiscences of a stock operator put up there's there's a there's an audio there's a, there's a free audio book on youtube the whole thing i put in the resources page that was a big book man i i really appreciate all these resources uh seo is definitely not my strong suit and for you to drop all of these resources it, it not only helps my audience but it definitely helps me out uh you know i i've been trying to learn and you know take on as much as i can uh, i'm actually working with a close friend who's kind of doing the background stuff for me uh, but it is always something that i'm trying to improve and work on myself so I just want to thank you so much for all of these resources. You've probably come on and dropped more than everybody else. Um, so we, we, we covered a lot. You know, we covered you, your background, your businesses. Uh, you gave us some tips. We talked about Bitcoin maximalism. Uh, you gave us some very, very solid resources. Uh, again, for anyone who's listening, I'm going to have a link to that, um, the, the 2140.co forward slash resources. Uh, it has so much stuff on there. I highly encourage you guys to go check it out. Um, before we go, is there anything else that you wanted to mention or want my audience to know? Uh, no, I think that's about it. We covered a lot of ground. It was a good talk. A few, uh, any Bitcoin companies that are interested in uh, stepping outside of the uh, Twitter echo chamber and uh, getting some SEO and preparing for the future? My DMs are open. My email, hi at 2140.co. Uh, I form my website, too. Uh, any Bitcoin-focused people that do some marketing for that? As well. I, I can't make any promises here just because of, I think, how I attack the Bitcoin maximalist community on Twitter pretty often. 
Uh, so I don't know that any of them even give this show a listen. Uh, but if there's anyone out there, please reach out. Uh, Tyson's a great dude. He's just provided so much information. You've heard his background. He's been doing this for, you know, years. He really knows his stuff. Uh, so again, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, it was fun. Thanks for having me on. It was a wonderful time. All right, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.